Hello everybody and welcome back to Discerning Consciousness. I'm your host Ant. Uh, it's good to be back. Uh, once again I'm joined by our resident um, shamanka and uh, a spiritual teacher and uh, all of the above. Does that suffice, Helen? <laughs> can, can, I, can I say that um, shamanka means female shaman? No. Um, and it's quite quite a lofty title, but thank you very much That's for okay. saying it. No problem. Good to, good to have you here again. And, and to, hello. And yeah, hello. Thank you. <laughs> and today's episode is the next part in our serialisation of the teachings of the Celestine Prophecies. Uh, we hope you've, we've, um, you've all been enjoying um, our take on um, the teaching in James Redfield's book. So this is part six. Uh, in this episode, we're going to talk about the tenth insight, which is called holding the vision. I think you'll uh, agree with me. Have as quite a, a grand title, yeah, holding so, the vision. Yeah. <laughs> so what we'll attempt to do for our listeners and ourselves, I think, just as importantly, <laughs> is to um, is to get across what what this vision is, what James Redfield means by this vision, uh, and also how how you live the vision, how you integrate it into your everyday life, because obviously that's what we're trying to get across, otherwise this, all of this is just an intellectual discussion, isn't it? That's what... Yeah, but um, it, it occurred to me that I, I feel that what's being said is we have the nine teachings of how a human being or how human beings en masse can evolve to... A, a different type of human being is what it's trying to say. Yep. So therefore, a different, a different species, really, or mm. a slightly different species, mm. um, and so therefore a different culture. Um, why would um, why would we be going on about the tenth now when the yeah. tenth isn't? Well, I suppose it is an insight, isn't it? Mm. It's supposed to be the nine insights, and now we've got to the tenth. Where did the tenth come from? So the nine are the teachings. The tenth is a recognition that it's really whole, hard to hold on to all of the uh, developments mm. that are taught because we're human beings. Sure. Human beings um, have difficult times, mm. make mistakes, um, slip from... Uh, new developments is a bit, isn't it? Like starting in January with your new diet, right? <laughs> and new, getting to new, March, New Year's resolutions. Yes, yeah. it, that's what it's like. I yeah. mean, and 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 we all do it. I know a lot of people that say to me, oh, "I haven't really done my meditation for a long time. I seem to have lost, you know, the plot on that." And <laughs> um, and I get a lot of people say that to me, and I have to say to them, "Yes, we all do." Mm. We all do, um, because life takes over. Sure. Um, so looking on, looking on the tenth, which is as you said, holding the vision, it makes sense that it seems to be bringing it all together, so you can encapsulate it and have an overview and understand. So not only have we got that, we've got like the bigger picture yes. being brought into a, a simplistic way, which we'll give in a moment. Yeah. But then we're going on. To explain in part six how you can retain in a much simplified explanation the nine insights. Mm. 
So, how does that sound, That Ant? sounds like a lofty ambition and a very noble <laughs> one. And just to point our listeners... Beyond um, me, Ant. It's yeah. totally beyond me, I think. Just to point our <laughs> listeners, if they um, have just stumbled across this episode on the World Wide Web and they're wondering what we're talking about by the Nine Insights, then please do visit, um, or I should say download or listen... It's episode 27 of Discerning Consciousness, which is part one of the serialisation, where we, we give quite a nice little distillation of the nine insights. We focus yeah. on the first and second, but we did go into the, the, yeah. the others as well, didn't we? Yeah, it, it's, it's, it's part 27, yeah, because, there's been a lot, episode 20, because there's a lot of recordings of other things yes. that have come before yes. that. We're not just Celestine so, Prophecy. It's not just the Celestine, but, but you will see that if you, if you look at, at the menu sure, uh, scroll and scroll down, down you'll see. Mm. And yes, we did do uh, as much as we could of an explanation on that first episode mm. of all the nine. And then we went back, well, went back, then we went forward by concentrating on the first and the second insight mm. in the one episode. Mm. It's quite a long episode, isn't it, it for is, being yeah. listened to? Yeah. But it does fill in the background mm. entirely. But mm. if people want to go back to that and have a quick look at what we're talking about, they will see, they will be able to relate. And then it'll make, to it. it'll make the obviously it'll make the uh, preceding episodes. They'll 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 then be in context. Yes, we won't be actually talking the gobbledygook quite as much as <laughs> everybody thinks we are. Yeah. As I said, there'll, there'll be some sort of context. Yeah, hopefully. hopefully. <laughs> the way we're explaining it. Yes. Yeah, so I believe, Heather, the first starting point we've got here in terms of understanding uh, what this vision is, is this um, this need to understand where humanity is at this point in our evolution and development and how we've got here. And I believe you've yeah. got some understandings that we've taken from the book in terms of that. Yeah. I'm going to leap out of the books yeah. just for one moment to say this is referring to... Um, human beings having been on this planet as a species as we understand it at this time from knowledge of history of all of our sciences yes. and, uh, and research the whole thing but I, I have to add in there that there is another belief that came from Madame Blavatsky who of the Golden Dawn led, yeah she ran she was the leader of the Golden Dawn uh, the Golden Dawn was an esoteric society, a mystical society, who led the way with other such societies in understanding all esoteric and mystical, and I mean occult in the positive way, <laughs> the occult and understanding and bringing the teachings forward, which um, brought a, a huge amount of interest in the esoteric, the New Age, etc. That were that we that we are indulging in now. Absolutely. Um, but she uh, went to Tibet and did research in monasteries, which gave her an insight that the that the uh, the beings that we're talking about now and from the beginning of the be the the species of human that we're talking about now that we are the fifth wave. Mm. So she called them waves, and that there were four more waves before us. So it was like there there was. There were human beings upon this planet, huge civilizations on this planet, many times before over its millions and millions of years of existence. Yeah. But there, most of the evidence of that has disappeared now because we do have the tectonic plates that takes down, takes you know the 
crust of, of, of the planet down underneath and recycles it, don't we? We do, yes. We know about that. Thank you, scientists, but we know about that now. <laughs> so, but so, you know, a lot of evidence has gone because we're talking about multi-thousands and thousands of years ago. Mm. Um, so I just wanted to acknowledge that because there might be people listening um, that that have some insight on that I do so I'm bringing it in mm. so we're not talking way back there we're talking about <laughs> Madame Blavatsky Helena Blavatsky would have called the fifth wave but that's going back a few thousand years we're going mm. back to what we know of as more stone age people mm. and that's the start of our view on uh, looking at the, the bigger vision mm. Am I making any sense? Mm. Do you I think, think, yeah, what you're explaining to to our listeners and, and to, to myself, thank you, uh, Heather, is that um, it's perhaps more of a um, an understanding of human development that you know isn't necessarily the one that you'll see on the, the BBC website or or taught <laughs> in schools. So you're, yeah, it's more of an yes. esoteric. I'm yes. hopeful. Yeah, so you're <laughs> just explaining more of an esoteric um, viewpoint in terms of human development but then I believe now that you've got to go on and talk about yeah. what is said in the book is that right yeah well so you know we we know about civilization mm. of the, what would have been would have been called the fifth wave we know about that so we're sticking to that we're going back uh, to early man as we know it now mm. and um so the story starts that comes from the teaching of the Celestine prophecies um with by looking back, you can see that there are actually three leaps in evolution. Mm. So if it is true that there were previous great civilizations that we seem to have little or no evidence of now, mm. um, we are seeing that, that there, there was a, almost like a, a restart of human beings. Mm. If you believe in that theory, there was a restart. So human beings were starting from practically from scratch again year zero <laughs> yeah. it is yeah so from stone age um and there's an explanation of that but that's that theory um obviously not going into it now but if we understand starting from stone age human beings all around the planet were in small tribes what extended families mm. we would call them mm. And they would live in an area where there was um, supplies for them mm. that were growing from the ground, coming from the waters. Mm -hmm. uh, there were supplies for them to eat and to take take um, uh, to take into uh, their families for sustenance and feeding. Mm. Once that area had depleted in its resources for them to eat yeah. and survive on, they would then move to another area. We call them nomadic, don't we? We do. We yes. know the word nomadic. So they were nomads because they moved from place to place. And if they circled around a very large area by the time they came back, it had replenished again. Mm. And... Uh, what the Celestines, uh, is, the Celestine prophecy is, is explaining to us that a huge change over a, quite a few thousands of years mm. took place with uh, human beings 
when they stopped moving around and created replenishment themselves. Mm -hmm. So what are we talking about? We're talking about seeds, We're aren't we? We're talking about an agrarian system. Agrarian, it's called, yeah. yes, agrarian system. But also then they were able to what, uh, develop their uh, livestock mm. and to feed them and create the food for them. So they ceased to move around. <clears throat> so they went from sustaining them their their existence to a level of 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 providing for themselves um and keeping that level of um provision going and that also meant if they they were able obviously to store grain uh, and have livestock then they could plan for the future you know whereas uh, yes. with a with yes. a pre-agrarian lifestyle it was very much a day-to-day -day existence almost absolutely it was and mm. it was dependent upon mm. more so <clears throat> than when they were producing and maybe holding resource holding some of their resources by mm. for leaner times mm. for more difficult times mm. <clears throat> so they were survivors of life now mm. they were not vulnerable to life they mm. were survivors of life so that was a huge leap mm. of development because as you pointed out, excuse me, <coughs> coughing, as you pointed out, there were more, um, they were more able mm. uh, to uh, develop more possibilities mm. of how they could make themselves more comfortable, healthier maybe. Creative and such like. Yeah. Yes, the productivity would evolve. Um, do you have any questions on that, Aunt? Is there a anything you're thinking of um well no at the moment i'm thinking you'd make a very good history teacher so <laughs> i don't think a... so there's no dates or names <laughs> in, that, a, in that i'm sorry i can never remember names <laughs> that's kudos to we you. all say that um okay um so that was a very important turning point when mm. they were settled and providing for themselves and also had some reserves mm. for, for for the more difficult times so they were surviving mm. Uh, some difficulties of life and not totally dependent on nature mm. feeding them entirely without their control so they had some control a measure yeah. of control mm. now what's important is to think back again and see to the see the the change many thousands of years on yeah where um and i'm going to go to detail i'm not sure that that's directly in the book so i'm coming a little bit off book but um, I seem to remember um, um, there was a stage, wasn't there, where metal was produced. Before that, if it was, if you remember, there were containers. Mm. There was uh, getting to become very skilled with wood, mm. for instance, and built boat building. Mm -hmm. So with the development of boat building, mm -hmm. um, being very clever with wood, using a cr making containers mm. and um, and metalwork. Within that, there was a huge amount of trade going from one end of the globe to another. Mm. I mean, it was enormous, which made it possible for more and more human beings to develop more and more things until we got to the Industrial Revolution. Yeah. Sounds like a big leap, doesn't it? It does. 
But if you see that going on for hundreds of years and thousands of years, the trading, the sharing in resources, the sharing and development of skills mm. using various materials, uh, and because of sharing, because of trading, they began to leap forward in producing things, which led to the Industrial Revolution. Mm. Good or bad, I have to say, sure. that it led to the Industrial Revolution. The thing about the the I can't I can't get my tongue around that tonight. I, just a minute, let me have another glass of wine. <laughs> Always help. <laughs> Some would say, um, but within the industrial revolution, what we had was mass production. Mm. On mass production, and the cost of of items obviously getting lower and lower due to mass production, mm. it meant more and more people not only not only were surviving, mm. but they were being supplied comforts. Yeah, sure. So there is a level of living comfortably. Now, we've talked this over, haven't we, you and I? Mm. We have a little concern here, don't we? Yeah. That we don't feel that all the comforts were all around the world. No, certainly not. It's sort of equally very distributed, yeah. It's a Western centric. Yes, it, but yeah, I mean, yeah. all right. We've got this from the book, but we just suddenly had a realization mm. that maybe we're looking very Western mm. it, 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 at our concept in this way. Although I have to say, this has spread eventually all over the world, and mass production then became With globalization. Yeah. Globalization, sure. but that's in that's in um, the history that we have experienced. Mm. And so it's very recent history. Um, so yes, it does. This happened, but after many, few more hundreds of years, it became global. Mm. But it's mass production making us all comfortable. Mm. So what basically, is, what you're saying in the West, at least, and I hate clunky phrases like the third world and the West, but that's what we have to use because they're in the common vernacular, is that our material needs had got to a situation where they were much more easily met. Yes. Yeah, we weren't on survival anymore. No. We were en masse living quite a lot of comforts mm. and easy access mm. to things that, that weren't before, mm. which has given us the next stage that, in fact, we're in now. The next stage evolved whereby we were able to think about more subtle things that we weren't before you mean in terms of our own kind of spiritual development well we i'm alluding to that but yeah. I'm, I'm trying to make it a more broad than that to begin with and say we can then start to think if you think about the bigger it, questions in, Western, in life we started to think about emotions more deeply sure psychology came into the picture in the 20th century yes yeah, sure. and how we bring up children etc etc um yes it's very western led but I do believe that a lot of these thoughts have been um, explored and written about and discussed in other very spiritual societies around the world, mm. no matter when they were and where they were. There are such societies that Western world had no concept was going on. Sure. So, but we are only seeing it from Western world eyes, I have to, I have to impress um, this is something, isn't it, that we realised that we were sure. going through it earlier, that it was very a Western view. But um, what we were looking at, we were able to see more, especially when 
some of the world wars, <laughs> the two world wars, uh, and maybe one or two other wars had had um, settled down, shall we say, or gone away. It gave human beings the ability to look around and see things in more detail mm. and take more notice of things that we didn't have no. time or well. When you're in survival mode, think. you you literally mm. you don't have the time, space, or inclination to think about the deep deeper. Uh, mm. meaning of your existence and, and life in general and your emotions and mm. the whole idea of healing yourself that's just it's not even going to come into your frame of reference it, I, I couldn't agree with you more it does not do that and and we're very conscious you and i aren't we that there are uh, many countries around the world that are still in that mode suffering that lack yeah sure. so uh, we know that we're talking for on behalf of the countries that have got it mm. although you know if you see that the industrial revolution it has spread right around the globe now mm. and as we know asia China, they're all beginning the now to be big producers and yeah. their wealth is increasing mm. without any doubt. So I'm pretty sure that this isn't so far from possibility, give it time. Sure. Because remember, if you look back through all of these things, they're all, you're talking thousands of years mm. for everything to come about, mm. absolutely everything. It, it, it said, I don't know if I made a note of it, but it is thought and I think this has come from the Celestine prophecies again, that this present era of the subtle, therefore we're looking at the spiritual. Mm. Uh, we're looking at subtle energies, which I believe is, is the spiritual energy of a human being. Mm -hmm. And that also includes the subtle energies all around nature and everything, yeah. everything where the subtle energies are. And that we have time... And resources and energy to take more notice of those things. This is the big development. Um, um, that by the time that we have actually taken on some of this uh, um, ownership of, of these subtle energies, there will be a great shift. Now, I believe that this can go right round the globe again, given time. Mm -hmm. And like I was just trying to say that I believe it's thought from about now to about 500 years' time. So we're not talking immediately, necessarily. No, no. That's why I think <laughs> for a lot of we're, people... We're in the beginning of this process. Sure. But in 500 years' time, people will be seeing a global dif difference. Mm. As hard and or crazy as it sounds... That's why it's hard for us to comprehend it. It's hard for us, sorry to interrupt, it's hard for us mm. to comprehend it now because... This development towards the new society, the more spiritual based, if you like, um, it, it, it will take so it will take such a long period of time. And in our little myopic uh, lifetime, in terms of the development of mankind, it's, it just seems um, fanciful or just unbelievable. You know what I mean? Yes, to be actually very conscious of all of those subtle energies. Well, we've got the advantage already at the moment. The scientists, science has brought us quantum physics mm. and a deep understanding. And I know from being shamanic that a lot of people have gone and experienced all sorts of subtle things. I mean, you know, I have myself, but we're, without what I call jungle juice. Yeah. <laughs> But um, some people have gone, gone for it by, by going towards psychotropic mm. uh, mind-altering mind to go and see the subtle or to experience the subtle. So there's a lot of conscious awareness of the subtle already. Mm. We're very much... But thank you to science for opening up our concept as well as the esoteric world opening up our concept 
concept, the two are coming together, if you mm. see what I mean. So I wonder, Heather, if we can move on at this point to share with our listeners this notion of um, the idea that he's trying to get across in the book is how to hold this vision. It's all very well to have this notion of what the vision is in the tenth insight, but how do we hold it and sort of integrate it um, within our lives? And I believe one of the ways to do that is we might have, um, say, a problem or, a, or an issue in our life and we can begin to resolve that by being aware of or tracking. Well, first of all, we need to, you know, we might have a decision in our life that we need to make. So how do we, how do we um, come to an answer to that? Uh, I believe one of the ways you can start that is by being aware of the synchronicities that occur, holding that question in your mind in a day-to-day, uh, in a kind of positive way. And, you know, you might have hunches or intuitions as to some answers that come come through. I mean, one one phrase that I heard you speak earlier when we were preparing, which I like, which I'll share, is this idea of stepping stones yes. in order to these answers that come. So I wonder yeah. if you could speak on that. That is, for me, connected to... When people are looking for, you know, they're, they're be trying to be open to synchronicities, what's teaching here, what's being taught here is not looking for all sorts of synchronicities everywhere no. and being being sort of excited about them. The fantasy. Necessarily, because that mm. can induce the fantasy, shall we say, which is not always very helpful. Mm. It's trying to to be more proactive than that. It's trying to say... That if when you're when you're needing a solution, mm. when you need something to overcome, or a problem, or a dilemma, when you're needing that to hold that thought of that dilemma in the back of your mind, all the time. Mm. So just put it in the back there and be conscious of it in the back of your mind the whole time and get on with your day. And what you are expecting is some sort of sign or message from the universe or from the world around you that gives you an insight, to excuse the phrase, (laughs) (laughs) oh dear, Um, an insight to uh, the solution coming. So what I'm trying to say is, I think a lot of people I've heard speak think that it's a one-hit answer, whereas I think you'll find... You're very fortunate if that happens, and it happens sometimes with some people. Not to expect it like that, because it can be in increments. Mm. And that's what you could call stepping stones. And so to accept that it could be in stepping stones or in increments, and take in each of the time, record it so you're building a picture, and solutions will come. But if if, if you have within you this upbeat, shall I say, this upbeat knowing that the solutions are coming in messages towards you, synchronicities, coincidences, that they're coming towards you because you've set up, and this is how I would explain it, Mm. you set up a magnetic pulsation Mm. by having it built up with enthusiasm, you could call it, or, Mm. or just being upbeat or positive, and the thought hanging there that mm. this is what you're looking for, mm. and you literally do draw it to you, you know, like um, anything magnets to anything else. You're setting it out into your energy system, your cosmos, and it's having an effect, mm. and it brings to you, starts bringing to you answers. So it isn't just 
being open to all sorts of in, <laughs> synchronicities no. necessarily because you could be you could be sort of swaying all over the place uh, in your direction in your life what you're doing is looking for a solution to something and energizing it and then getting on with your world and your day in a very practical and responsible way so sure. i say yeah. and but being open and ready for the coincidental message that comes to you that it might be in one fell swoop it might be in a series of bits of information and put it together as a whole as you gather up mm. um that's what i find is i really understand how effective this is be as long as you understand it like that mm. so in a sense what you're talking about is you also need to have this idea of an and and anticipated belief or you have this yeah. anticipated an anticipation i should say that the answers will come and i suppose that is part yeah. of having that that positive it's knowing yeah knowing a sense of knowing it's knowing yeah. and uh it's suggested in the celestine in this need saying that it helps if you train yourself as in one of the in insights it, you train yourself to when you wake up in the morning wake up with an understanding that you're on this energy flow mm. and this energy flow you are part of this energy flow it's part of you and you're in it and everyone else of course and everyone else and everything conspires in a magnetic way by you putting out that pulsation mm. to enable you to go forward and I'm, I, I think I, I think it it's fair enough to add that it's likely that it isn't going to bring you to having uh, like the most expensive car on the planet <laughs> and the most expensive house on the planet. It, 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 we're not saying that these things are going to bring you the magnificent results mm. because that's expecting results. Mm. What you're going to bring to you is what you need, which might be a further experience along this path mm. that you need for your own evolution. Mm for your own emotional and spiritual journey. So it might bring you that. It's not like it's going to, um, you're going to win the lottery. Well, what you're talking about, I believe, Heather, is that some other teachings of um, the idea of manifestation and synchronicity are primarily about, yeah, just uh, manifesting your, your greatest material dreams or wants. But what mm. the Celestine, we believe, is teaching really is about... Um, manifesting or that having these synchronicities so they can kind of point you in the right direction towards your needs yeah your needs your, your actual real your real kind of non-egoic yes higher yes. self yes. needs if that makes sense yeah well i don't know if everybody would understand that mm. <laughs> but <laughs> egoic are so of the ego yeah or non-egoic um, yeah. or non-egoic yeah. well um, um, often the ego can drive you forward. Yeah, sure, <laughs> I have to yeah. say, mm. um, and I'm very, I'm a hot one for not demonising the ego. No. I think the ego is um, a, a very, very good helper. Mm. It's just a poor master. Yes, yes, very true. Yes. Yeah. Um, right. Okay. Um, there was something else I was going to say about that, and I think I've forgotten. Um, it's very helpful to know that what you pull to you what you pull to you is exactly what you need and that it can take you forward into finding 
who and what you are and what you can be doing that feels right so that can evolve um I, I will put this in now that can take you towards shall we say drawing your income by doing something that feels right to you mm. um it can take you towards it can take you towards a partner but it might be a partner that you need so it might be a life's lesson it yeah. might be love forever it might be just a tough lesson to go through <sighs> but it will take you towards what you need but if you do go towards what you need whether it's uh, a tough lesson to learn or an interesting lesson or an exciting lesson uh, you will it takes you along your path of evolution mm. and that's what this is teaching the, the, the teaching is all of all of humanity to go along the path of evolution so that we are feeling a sense of belonging mm. a sense of um the joy of life, mm. a sense of abundance. Mm. I would also um, say uh, integration, because I think one of the common malaise of mm. modern life here in the West is this feeling of um, separation. You know, we live in we live in networks of people, not in real communities. And I think you're quite right, Heather. When when you get onto your life purpose and you're and say you're in a vocational career where you feel that you're giving expression to your real skills, you know, and you feel fulfilled then you do, I think you feel a greater sense of connection to people and those around you. And it is about knowing, um, yeah, I'm going to give a little example in now. It might sound a bit um, fluffy, but I'm, I gave an example. Never, not you, never. Oh. I can't believe it. Oh, yeah. Well, it might sound it, but I tell you, <coughs> once you've lived it, it isn't, but it might come out like that. Mm. But I was in a, a workshop weekend uh, with a bunch of others um, many years ago, and we, as a bunch of people, um, nobody had intended, but as a bunch of people, we shifted in vibration mm. collectively, mm. spent the weekend in a higher vibration. Was this undrug? Uh, uh, Absolutely not. Not even a cup of coffee inside. Oh, really? God, I really? promise you. I Proper promise purity, you. Then. I promise you. Well, <laughs> um, I, I can't claim to eat pure foods. <laughs> like those others do but um again in the celestine it does ask you to eat high foods, energy foods. high energy food some of a pure purest state of of diet shall we say rather than uh, low energy foods and uh as people see me eat they know that i i'm, I'm not good at that um uh, but um a lot of people around me were very good at eating high energy foods and and uh and we did the whole shamanic weekend training. And I just sat back by, uh, on the afternoon of the second day and realised that we had this... And I'm not going to use the word love. I'm going to say this warmth. Hmm. Emotional warmth hmm. was, was with every single person. There wasn't one person that, that wasn't experiencing it. But they weren't... Awfully conscious of, uh, no. I I stood back and observed for a moment because I suddenly twigged something, mm. 
So it wasn't like you were doing energy work to will it no, as a collective. No, we were doing our shamanic work. Mm. And it was a magical weekend. It was just so magical the way that was working. Mm. And there was so much warmth and support and understanding of each other. Mm. There was there was no there was no um there was no um withheld or hidden um, agendas agenda that's the one there was nothing going on it that all all that disappeared completely mm. and everybody was really there for everybody else and we migrated into it organically mm. to use that 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 new vernacular vernacular with, with without realizing it but suddenly everybody was in it and it was beautiful and i just remember pe watching people move around and interact and it was amazing, absolutely mm. amazing. And it was so profound that I've never forgotten. I would never forget that happening. Mm. And I realised that that's where we're supposed to be heading, mm. to be able to live in the, all our communities in that sort of feel for each other. So nobody was lacking And I suppose what, in any way. Would I be right, Heather, in describing it really where... In that, uh, in those moments, people weren't feeling pain. They weren't feeling this diminishment. They weren't no. feeling anger. No, so no, no, the far from it. Emotions, far from... Yeah. No, all that melted away. Mm. It totally melted away. Um, it was absolutely beautiful. Um, the big, um, the big litmus test. Am I yeah. saying that word right? Was that once we completed the weekend? And we packed up our bits, put them in the car, and we drove out of the grounds. Yeah. The energy hit us. You had a chronic depression, didn't you? Ah, it was like hitting a brick wall. Yeah. And suddenly you realised the huge difference the between where you were that and weekend. normal day-to-day -day consciousness. Yeah. I'm sure yeah. there's people listening that have Can been somewhere and yeah. had some of that experience. But this is what this whole thing's teaching, mm. aiming towards that direction now whoever is in that vibration and experiencing that and being encouraged to find their skills, to find what they enjoy doing and offering and being. And this is what it's trying to say. It's saying you find, well, they say it here, I'm not keen on the on the word, but it's, they say your mission, mm. your mission in That's life. That's because it has spirit, that has kind of religious connotations. Does it? Well, really, it? you just drill it down, it's your life purpose, isn't it? That's right, mm. life purpose. So it's like the life purpose mm. that you have, and it doesn't matter what it is. Let's not segregate one person for another, mm. from another and what they want to do, because... You know, I've got a big thing about if somebody's life mission, they feel that they want to go and earn a high income mm. by doing a job that nobody else wants to do. Mm. And then they want to enjoy spending that money on hobbies or whatever. That's who they are. That might be their, for whatever that might be their life purpose. And I know that I think it, so. can be, yeah. it can be easy to... to from yeah. a kind of, if you adopt a spiritual elitist perspective, to think, well, that's not much of a purpose, but you know, it is to them. Well, we can't, we can't discern and question it no, no. because we don't fully understand if we're thinking that our life's mission is doing something a little bit more glamorous. Mm. So it's it, whatever it is, it doesn't matter. But we need to move towards it, mm. um, and if we move towards it, we, we the harmony and balance grows. Mm. And the teachings, again, tries to say the more this happens, the more it's critical mass, as in, as in uh, Celestine Prophecy 2. Mm. It is it 2 or 1? I've forgotten already. Critical mass, 
um, uh, um, enables, oh, that's the first one. I've just had a quick mm. glance. Um, <laughs> Sneaky glance. Yeah, um, uh, and critical mass means it, it tumbles mm. and, and it grows and it grows, which we've seen, if you look back through history, does happen mm. Mm. In, in such things. Um, and that's where we're all going. We're all going in a direction. Uh, 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 that's the intended thing is if we if we can practice these practices. And again, we've said earlier, haven't we, that in fact, we do believe that although we do feel very strongly about the benefits of following the Celestine Prophecy Insights and the teachings. Yes. But we also know that you could also just as well follow it from another of of the systems that the holistic systems, the sacred systems mm. like Buddhism. Mm. If you, you go well into Buddhism, you there's can, a lot of overlap, is what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it doesn't yeah. matter which system that you go by, but we we like this one, mm. and so you know it's horses for courses, um, and and it's worthy, and it gives loads of explanation. This mm. does. But again, until you start living it, mm. it has no effect. So what you're saying is, if you just understand it, which I tend to do, as you know, and you bash me repeatedly over and over, <laughs> if you just understand it from an intellectual perspective, yeah. you yeah. get no benefit. So what? No. To, just to bring us back for our listeners to this idea of what the, the, the you know holding the vision, what the vision is. Am I right in thinking that you know we were talking about before how um, you you might want you might have a query in life. And you're going to, you know, be open to insights and synchronicities, you know, in all, in terms of how it's going to, you know, guide you down a certain path, down a certain route. Am I right in thinking that you also, what the teaching is, at the same time, you need to be integrating all the previous nine or, or living them or whatever phrase? Is that is that right? Well, I according mean, to the teachings that you need to, but if you look at what each one means, it makes sense. Sure. It makes sense that... Um, for instance, if you start just practicing the last few, mm. you've not put in the foundations to the first oh, few. Oh, so do you mean it's a bit sort of like a process of initiation, really, in that, oh, you know, yeah. you, you're yeah. not going to reach the ninth insight. You need to have worked through through the uh, earlier ones. Yeah. Or perhaps mm. it's even a case of they're not even going to make any sense to you until you've, you know, philosoph yeah. philosophically, well, psychologically yeah. worked through the others. Let's have an example. Yeah, please. I mean, the big strange one is um, the um, um, taking up somebody else's energy. Okay. Um, yeah. what, what's the phrase for the that? The control dramas. The control dramas. It's a bit odd. Yeah. But I will say, and I've seen it happen. Mm. I've actually seen it happen. So I know that it's real. Mm. And I think I would... Um, personally put it in different words so it, it, it was more uh, um, user friendly accessible. yeah user friendly I think yeah, yeah. Um, but um, but by um, but if you miss out that one and you still have issues you're just not owning up to mm. and you're in situations with other people and they're not meeting your expectations. You know, that's a big phrase for me, isn't it? Mm. I use this a lot because mm. I think that this is very prevalent in this, our part of the world. Yes. I can't speak for others, but our part of the world, we, 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 we keep getting in a situation where somebody or another group of people won't be meeting our expectations. Or somebody or another group of people is, is to blame for our situation. And this relates again to this... Well, which is therefore they don't meet our expectations. Yes, yeah, the same thing essentially. But where with, mm. in, in this um, insight, what it talks about is 
it's very it's very difficult it's very difficult um it's very difficult to um get to a position whereby you can express your life purpose or your your uniqueness if you're having you know undue expectations of other people is that, am, I, am i right in saying well, that yeah but uh, that feels that's uh, that feels a bit too full on okay for for my for my hearing shall you i say you can dumb it down then yeah I, yeah <laughs> well yeah i think there was an awful lot in just a quick sentence mm. there um um what i would say is um if somebody is having an expectation of others and it's not being met that is their emotion and their psychology mm. Um, is stirred up mm. so you're stirred up with uh, barriers defensive mm. um, a, a, a annoyance mm. um, feeling lesser mm. because perhaps the other one is seems to be stronger than you and you're trying there's all intimidation. that intimidation sort of so if you've got that going on in your energy system your emotional energy system how can you get to uh, the latter stages of, of the teachings mm. which says if you can if you can if you can do all of that your vibration shifts mm. to a point where you become less dense mm. you become uh, shall i say uh less heavy mm. more seeing other worlds other dimensions spirit people you're more likely to be able to see mm. for instance if you've got that going on, it's holding your density, mm. it's holding you down. There's no way are you going to ever have an experience mm. of the more the the latter, mm. you know, the eighth, the ninth. You're not going to have an experience so of were you, them. Sorry, were because you... they're saying in the earlier, in the earlier insight, yeah. that has you need to learn about that within yourself for it to. So change. there's almost like thresholds you need to pass through. Oh, um, good, nice one. You know. I like that, yeah. Mm. Mm. Good one. Yeah. Thresholds, yeah, they're th thresholds of power, actually. Yeah, sure. And you become more empowered. Or empowerment. Yeah. Or empowerment, you become yeah. as you go through them. Now, there's quite a few systems out there in the world where you have to go stage by stage. Mm. Um, well, it's the principle of initiatic, you know, mystery yeah. schools. They all work on that uh, And that you had to go in stages. Yeah. You couldn't leapfrog. Yeah. Um, and it's the same with the um, Peruvian system that uh, we've okay. got in the Western world now, yeah. which is the... Which is the Mesa carriers, yeah, so or the um, the, ins the sorry, I can't get my words out. Oh, you mean the, the um, what you teach, Heather? Of course, <laughs> we're struggling for str the names, names, names. names. Yeah. Um, the yeah, um, the Peruvian system mm. of um, evolution. Mm. You, to have those rituals, so it's the nine rites. That's the one. The nine rites, uh, the Peruvian nine rites, the ancient, ancient Peruvian nine rites. You, you you have to go through each stage at a time and shift each time. Mm. Learn about yourself and shift each time to get to the latter stage where you will start connecting with the ancient star nations. Mm. That's, well, that's that its system. Fabulous. Were you going to give a specific <laughs> example of a control drama? You said that you were going to talk about a specific example or not. No, not right. really. Okay. I did say that I have witnessed. Oh, okay. um, yeah. I have witnessed, I've seen... But, um, okay, well, having said that, I will tell you something. Mm. I saw, shall I say, a dominant person, mm. a dominant or dominating person, a few years ago, trying to be sure that the, the, the less empowered person definitely 
agrees with them. Right, okay. And yeah. they were doing it quite loudly verbally mm. uh, and with a forcible nature with their body language. Mm. They weren't touching. But I glanced around and I saw the energies oh, coming did. over, a like physical representation, silver streaks coming from the dominant person standing over the less, the lesser empowered person, while they were trying really hard to to persuade and tell that person that they have to agree with them. Mm. And I saw these these silver streaks in the form of a hand coming over the the lesser empowered person mm. and into their energy system. And I thought, what the hell's that? <laughs> and I turned away, I sort of blinked and I turned back again and I could still see it and then it went away. Mm. So for me, I can't prove this to anybody, but for me, I really saw the evidence of this teaching. Mm. Um, but I think a lot of people, if they stop and think about it, they've experienced this. So, But don't forget that we are also able to be culprits to be to be the sure. one trying to so in the insanity prophecies it says that we are therefore trying to steal the energy because if we can't get that person on board with our expectations mm. we are we are feeling less empowerment less energy mm. so we're trying to get that energy back mm. by taking from them mm. is that a, a helpful example yeah 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 that must have been quite um, scary to see that <laughs> well, I saw it at a distance right um, but it totally took me by surprise. I, mm. I never expected to see that. I have seen some energies in somebody's aura before mm. in the form of silver streaks again, mm. uh, uh, many years er earlier, mm. but that was a surprise. But it was nice for me to see that because it confirmed to me what happens energy-wise with people. So mm. that those silver streaks were in the person's aura. They didn't know that was happening mm. other than they were trying to dominate. Mm. And, and it came in the form of like a, a clawing hand, mm. which, which is quite interesting. Yes. Yeah. So that was what being, was being formed in the energy system, trying to smother and take mm. from the lesser person at mm. the time, mm. the lesser, lesser dominated person at the time. Well, that's very, very yeah. interesting. So yeah. it's learning how not to do that. Mm. So if you go through these stages one at a time, you, you you get to the stage where you're you're ready by the eighth to understand that if you remember I said when we were in the shamanic weekend we were all experienced being on a higher vibration. Sure. Um, so kind of I guess that sort of amplified it then, didn't it really? Yeah. What what amplified? Well, if you were all on that all, same level, then it has a sort of natural amplification. Yeah. But it was quite interesting reading the Celestines later. And then coming across the explanation in this mm. might seem to some people a bit far-fetched. Mm. But I was able to relate back and think, oh, my goodness, I know what it's talking about. Mm. I experienced that. Mm. I remember it. So I know it's telling the truth. Mm. <laughs> it's the best I can say. So even if some of these things seem, seem a bit weird mm. uh, or a bit far-fetched... Um, know that people have experienced them so it's real and that you do need to take on board and practice each one in sequence and go through them bit by bit as you go through so it's it's not an easy task no. to go through them i think it might be a good point again to remind our listeners um if they want to refresh themselves of the previous nine then what they need to look at is or listen to I should say is part one of our serialisation, which if they scroll down is episode 27. So that will give a nice little 
as I said before, distillation of the, the previous nine insights. So have you got anything else to add on the um, on the tenth and holding the vision as we head towards the end of the show? Well, I just want to say that um, to get to this point would give you the experience of <clears throat> other dimensional vibrations feeling closer to the spirit world yeah. and um, other dimensional um, subtle worlds, becoming less dense in the physical body mm -hmm. and having greater healing abilities and being able to see a purer vision on life mm -hmm. and the subtle, the, the subtle levels of life, the subtle dimensions. You can see it more, more purely and you can see a clearer vision for the future for yourself mm -hmm. And um, all of the inhabitants on the planet. Mm. But I do want to suddenly remembered something that I've missed out is to say that while the whole point about the tenth is that while you are learning to become an evolved being, a vibrationally um, evolved being, um, for the sake of the evolution of uh, the whole of the planet. So it's, or it's, all quite, it's quite the, a selfless program, uh, sorry, if you follow through on it. It is in a way, mm. but you would find that you would start to see, I mean, because, you know, we are talking about the change really being able to be lived in about 500 years' time. Mm. But by doing this process and being part of this evolution, mm in a selfless way, in a way, mm. you will find that your experience in your own lifetime that you will be experienced now will change right. quite a, quite so a you bit. Will get, so you will get quite an, not an instance, not the right word, but quite an immediate kind of response or in your feedback own lifetime, in your own life. Yeah. Which will give you <coughs> proof or proof, belief. And we need that, I think. We in need the fact, that. actually, it's happening. That. Yeah. That it isn't fantasy. Because otherwise it just is all these fanciful ideas and notions. We do need that. If you see the changes happening in your life mm. as you're living it, here and now, yeah. which will happen, yes, that will tell you that you are part of this system and, and helping the future, mm. if that interests you. If it doesn't interest you, it doesn't matter mm. because there will be improvements around you anyway, at this time. Sure. Not just for you, but around you because if you're outflowing this this higher vibration, mm. and I mean by higher, this warmer vibration, this understanding that you are an important part of this world and you're living it. Mm. That's what's important well, about important it. part of the change. Yeah. You're having a, you, you, you'd be surprised the knock-on mm. effect that goes on around you. Mm. And the point is, if, uh, if you, there's a whole group of you, mm. think, and that's what we experienced that weekend, that was mm. a whole group of us had gone to that level and we all experienced how different it felt mm. and how we really would like to be and live. Mm. I mean, we really experienced it. Sure, yeah. You know, yeah. nothing fluffy, I mm. promise you. Mm. Does that the, fra explain? the phrase that I've heard, uh, just quickly, is coming towards the end now, okay. is uh, it, instances like that become called something like the great convincer because it's like you, you, you are convinced that, yeah, I actually, this is real. All these, you know, all these wonderful words and phrases we've used today and in the previous episodes about energy and vibration and radiance and all the rest of it 
when you have those experiences, it's like, oh yeah, this is this is actually real. I hadn't yeah. heard that phrase before. Right. Yeah, that, that's that's it, isn't it? Mm. It's the convincer. Mm. I need convincing. We all do. Well, I'm not sure everybody does, but I'm I'm a real sceptic. Well, we both are. No matter what I sound like, I am a real sceptic, so I have to have the great convincer mm. at every stage of everything I go to. Mm. Um, otherwise, you know what it is? You actually think, actually, am I walking down a foolish road here? Yeah. Am I... Am I being alluding myself? Sure. Um, or, or deluding. Or deluding is yeah. the word, sorry. Yeah. Um, a, a, am I doing that? Um, a, and uh, so you want something, and I think you should expect it, but you have to put in 100% mm. to be able to get the results back. That is my own personal experience, mm. is that to put in 100%, and if it doesn't come back to you, change direction. Mm. Step well, back you. from it. Walk another way. Okay. Well, thank you for sharing that with our listeners. That's a quite a profound um, point to end on. Yeah, it is, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like that. So okay. just again to remind our listeners, if you would like to connect with Discerning Consciousness, please do visit um, our Facebook page. Uh, we upload all the episodes on there, so you can um, download or play them there. And please do, you can message us if you have any ideas for any future shows or you want to, you know, share share um, your ideas, your thinking or uh, ideas around the Celestine prophecy, you know, and what, and what it means to our listeners. That would be interesting to hear that, wouldn't it? If yes. If yes. they've been trying to work yeah. through. And just yeah. lastly to say that what we will be doing when we come to uh, the end of this serialisation, we're going to have an episode where we're going to talk about how we've tried... Uh, to work through the actual Celestines, uh, the teachings, and we'll give some examples and oh. anecdotes. Oh, so damn. that should help. Yeah. <laughs> oh, damn. We, yes. That requires more work. Yes. <laughs> I know we, we each have actually had a go in the past mm. when we first went through the whole books, but that we are now going to, because we've been speaking it uh, to everybody, um, Actually, I felt that we needed to do this conscientiously mm. and go through each ourselves. So I don't think it's going to be easy, but I think it's going to be really enjoyable to talk over mm. our experiences and what happened and what we thought about it, what we agreed with and disagreed with. At the moment, what we're trying to do is to put out the Celestine prophecies as it was meant to be put out. Mm. And so we're giving that out for people to pick up on it's revisiting mm. and to go through it again um but um then i think that we need to go through the experiencing of each one of them very conscientiously right now mm. you and i mm. <laughs> separately and then join together and then share it with everybody and say mm. what we failed on and mm. what we struggled over and what we didn't feel was right or wrong or anything. Yeah. Do, you, do you think? I think that will make a very interesting episode. Yes, we'll do yeah. that when we've completed. Okay, thank you. Well, um, thank you for listening in. I uh, hope you've enjoyed the next part of our serialisation of the Celestine uh, Prophecy. And we'll be back again soon with the next part. So thank you all for listening and we're signing off now. So it's goodbye from me. Bye.